from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Best-selling author Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Her new book, Money's Not a Math Problem, a quick read, 74 pages long. You'll be through it before you know it. Hit the bestseller list last week. So she's an official best-selling author, just like that. The phone number here again, 888-825-5225. Carl's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, Carl, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you, Dave and Jade? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, I have a question or looking for advice. Um, I'm recently engaged. Oh, congratulations. When's the wedding? Well, I June 21st or 14th of 2025. A okay. year, a year and a half. Wow. wow. Okay. Her little... Her little brother is getting married right before us, so we took it easy on the family. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to get a realistic idea of like what to spend on a wedding. It's driving me insane. I think it's everything's astronomical right now. But she's also the love of my life, and I want her to have her day, mm-hmm. bar none. Mm-hmm. You know, well, um, you're trying to fight against your natural cheapskate tendencies. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I worked <laughs> you long that, hard dude. to get out of the hole I dug. Uh, so, what are what is what? Who's paying for the wedding? Um, our parents combined, luckily, are giving us eight thousand dollars as a wedding gift, like just to pay for that. And cool. I am responsible for the rest. Okay. She's not. She does. She have a say so as well, or is she contributing? Um, I'm sure she could, but I feel like as, as the guy, the provider, quote unquote, and know it's old fashioned. And no, I old fashioned is her dad pays for the wedding yeah. is old fashioned. I think she, oh, I yeah, think she I can help. <laughs> yeah. And he's not correct. They're and giving you, they're giving you $8,000. Okay. So what do you make? And wait, let me real quick say, I just want to say it's both your weddings. It's not her wedding. So correct. There you go. Yeah, this correct. is not your gift to her. This That's is, right. This is you guys getting married. So, what do you make? A hundred and ten. What does she make? Fifty-five. Okay. All right. And how much debt do you two have, each of you? Um, I have fourteen thousand in credit card debt, and I have. 235 left on my mortgage. Okay. Cool. And how old are you? 30. And how old is she? She is 28. Okay, cool. Does she have any debt? She has 22 and a student loan. Okay. All right. So 14 and 22 are one of our targets. The other target is the wedding budget and laying that out. And all three of those things should be gone during this year and a half. Okay. And she should pay taking care of the 22. You should be taking care of the 14. And then the two of you add to the eight to get to the wedding budget. Do we have any, has anyone discussed any numbers as to what you all think you would spend on the wedding? Uh, well, yes, I said 
I said, I would like to be under 20 because I think that's astronomical. I think that's insane. Mm-hmm. But, well, but you're, you're, also, I don't mind your budget, but it's not astronomical or insane. The average wedding in America last year was 29,000. That was the average. So astronomical and insane would be double that. I think you guys need to get okay. tactical because it sounds like you're kind of pulling these numbers out. You both need to be on an every dollar budget and let's get tactical and find out, okay, like Dave said, um, if you're paying off your debt, which was the 14000 what would you realistically have left at the end of every month after you've paid that debt off to set aside for the wedding and then do the same thing for her so that you guys can actually arrive at a number because at the end of the day, you can only the wedding can only cost what you can afford. Is she living at home? No, she is living in our my house, soon to be our house. Okay, all right. Um, well, I would she like for her to use that. her 55 and clear her debt. I would like you to use your great income to clear your debt and mm-hmm. add to the wedding budget. And if 20 is the budget, then you need 12 more, right? Correct. But it's that's not an astronomical number. It's not a bad number. It's a nice wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know people that get married for half of that. And I know people that spend five X that. So, uh, either, but you know, it, there's not a moral construct here. Uh, but I think if you set the wedding budget at 20, you put in the 12, which is kind of was your intent anyway, in this call and you make, you know, double what she makes and you've got half the debt she's got. So mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. All of those things indicate you could fund that 12. You, you knock your 14 out, fund the 12. She knocks out her 22, right? Correct. I'm in for that. Definitely. And then uh, then we do a $20,000 wedding. Okay. If $20,000 is the wedding budget, the two of you need to already start breaking that down because that is a vague number to uh, Jade's point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you haven't, if you mm-hmm. haven't called some places and you haven't sat down and talked to her and been like, Hey, what, what are your thoughts to really see? Um, yeah. And in, in other words, this is a project Yes, and you manage it like you were building a house. You have a line item budget. I've, I've, yes. We've had three big weddings at the Ramsey's uh, years ago. And uh, the best thing we ever did was we put a number and then we backed into a budget and said, mm-hmm. okay, on a $20,000 wedding, that means the dress budget is X. Mm-hmm whether that be 1200 or 800 but it's somewhere around there that means the reception which is the most expensive thing typically mm-hmm. is y and that means the photographer is z yeah. and each of these numbers you you know and uh the church or the venue mm-hmm. is going to be uh, you know a or b or and whatever twenty thousand dollars you're going to have to be really very careful. clear on what the what your priorities are yeah, is pe- it the venue is it the food is it the dress like you have to p- you're going to pick one or two top priorities and everything else is going to fall in line i've seen people spend 20 grand on the flowers that's right so you're going to have to say yeah. the flower budget is whatever it is right and you got to set that out and and then you when you're sitting down with the caterer on, mm-hmm. and they have the little tasting thing yes. before you decide what the re- is going to be served at the reception you go uh like father of the bride we're having the cheaper chicken i know that's right when you start seeing how much it costs per head you go suddenly bana- you'll lose your mind <laughs> You'll lose your mind. Yeah. And tactically, just oh, think about right. it like this. Uh, one last little tactical thought. Sometimes you think about, oh, okay, I'm going to spend $20,000 on a budget. And once I have $20,000, I'm just forking it over. No, you got to be thinking about what chunks of money you need to have ahead of time to put deposits and things like that. So really sit down and plan this out because you don't want to have any excuse to go into debt. 
Yeah, cause even if it's temporary. If you do not have this line itemed out, a hundred percent of the time you'll go over budget. That's right. Every time. Because you'll be in the heat of the moment, and you go, that's the dress. Your heat of the moment, I want to mm-hmm. upgrade and do this level of vi- videography. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heat of the moment, I love this particular little appetizer. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're spending 100 mm-hmm. It'll go there in a heartbeat, man. Mm-hmm. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. She has one of the three new books we just put out, all of which have hit the bestseller list, or at least we think Georgia's has. We'll know next week. Uh, Rachel's new book, I'm Glad for What I Have, a children's book about contentment, our first ever illustrated kids book by Rachel. Uh, perfect to help parents spark a great conversation with their kids on contentment. Uh, Breaking Free from Broke with uh, George Camel. We launched that book this week. We'll know bestseller list and so forth next week on it. It is selling very well. Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. And uh, great data in that book. And in Jade's book, uh, Money's Not a Math Problem. It's a 74-page quick read and uh, hit the bestseller list last week. So all three of these new books are available along with many other wonderful things at RamseySolutions.com. Check out the store. We'll help you out. It's what we do. All right. Heather's in Nashville. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Um, The question is, should we stop saving for baby step 3D in order to fund for uh, my husband to make a career change to be a pilot? Interesting. So not buy a house instead be a pilot for now. For now, yeah. How much is it going to cost for him to be a pilot? It's what we've seen, what we've looked at. It's been about 80 to 110 Cool. How long would that take to save up that money? And how, what, so what are the chunks that you need it in? The reason we're considering stopping is so we can try to get him through in about a year, year and a half. Okay. N- neither answer is wrong. It really is just you guys looking at this and deciding what your what does priority he, is. What does he make now? 60, 65. Okay. That's about what he'll be making as a starting commercial pilot, too. That's after he's gotten enough hours to fly a jet commercially, which I don't know if you're going to get that many hours for 80K. Do you? Um, for 80,000? Yeah, the, we, we thought so. Between 80 to 110,000, yeah. 
Okay. That's a lot of hours to get commercial jet certified. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, you, if you get there, that's fine. But you're going to spend that for him to make about what he's making now. Starting. Now, eventually, he can fly the big boys, and he can make double or triple that. But, sure. Right. But, but you don't start in those. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Of course. What's he do now? He's a, he's an electrician. Do you guys have kids? No, no kids. And what we were thinking was we were trying to take advantage of the cheap rent we have right now uh-huh. while while um, pushing him through school. I mean, I can I have limited knowledge, only what you told me, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's not a big press. It's not like I'm busting at the seams with my my home and I need to buy a house. So there's part of me that's like, okay, maybe this is a great time to pursue this. What do you make? I make seventy eighty five. Okay, and so you got one hundred and thirty together. He stays in his job while he's in pilot school. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you guys have how much saved towards the eighty or a hundred already? We have nothing saved. We're flowing it as we uh, we put him through school. Okay. Cash flow. Okay, so you're uh, you've already started then. He's been trying it. Yeah, he's only done like uh, three or four flights. Okay. This is not, yeah, yeah. It's not a te- it's not a technical school. It's uh, just him picking up hours with uh, flight instructors. Yeah. Okay. So before you make the rest of this decision, I think you need more detail than you have. Um, I mean, I know a tiny bit about this enough to know that you guys have not run this all the way down. And so what I want you to do is I want you to detail out exactly where he's going to go to school, exactly how many hours he's got, and exactly how many jobs are out there and what they're paying. Uh, I talked to a commercial pilot yesterday that was on the millionaire theme hour, and he was making 300. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I asked him what a junior level starting pilot was making right now because you typically go in flying the regionals like an American Eagle or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he said they're starting at 65. That's guy yesterday. So mm-hmm. that information I know is correct. And uh, the only other thing I know is it takes a lot of hours to be certified, not only fly jet versus prop, but also to fly jet commercially and have passengers right. whose lives are dependent upon you. So I want you guys to really my, get that dialed under- in exactly. Right. My understanding is that our understanding is it takes about 1,500 hours to get to that first job yeah his instructor was and i don't know how you get 1500 hours in one year listen if you can <laughs> year, year year and a half i don't know how you do that i don't so either i think you really got to sit down with a school that says here's how we're going to map that out it's going to be this many hours this month this many hours that month and here's the cost exactly and uh then the second piece is i'm going to get on the other side of that and i'm going to line the job up to where i know what i'm going into and um uh and so, because most of the pilots I talk to, the people wanting to do what your husband's wanting to do, um, are addicted to flying. It's it's an addiction, and they will do almost anything to do it, including yeah. lie to themselves about what it costs and how long it takes and what they're going to make. So, uh, like, I'll give you an example. I'll bet your husband doesn't believe he's only going to make sixty five. Yeah, he probably thinks he's going to make more. He probably thinks he's going to make 130, and he's not, okay? 
That's just I just talked to the guy yesterday, Heather. So I'm not making this up. He's a commercial pilot, been a commercial pilot in the big jets for uh, uh, for 20 years, yeah. and he's a millionaire now. But he said it, that that isn't where it starts. And everybody talks about that's you know you just start there and you don't start there. You might start there or close to there if you come out of the Air Force, but uh, but going through flight school the way your husband is, no, you're not going to. I'm not riding so, on a plane with somebody who's only been flying one one and a half years. Yeah, you have. No, don't tell you me that, Dave. Have. Oh gosh, that's scary. You, you got fifteen hundred hours. She's right about that. You've already done that. Ooh, but, uh, uh, yeah. I need my pilot to have been in the Air Force, and then he turned around Haven't and decided to fly. Haven't you gotten on one of these regionals and noticed that these kids look like they're younger than your socks? Listen, I try not to I mean, do it. Yeah, oh, they're there. I'll tell you, I have. I and need, I need my pilot to have some gray hair. <laughs> good, <laughs> I need good luck with that. Glasses. Looks like Opie Taylor. Up His there. name is Mike. Like so. I need somebody who's been in it for a while. Ooh, not yeah. a year. Don't so. tell me that. It's just, it's okay. They're they're competent. They're fine. They're just young. And, uh, and they got quick reaction skills because they're young. So that's good. You want them up front. Listen, the person. I, I, don't, know if you, I don't know if you want the codger up there. I'm the sure. person <laughs> driving the plane and the person delivering the baby needs to have gray hair. That's <laughs> all I'm telling you, Dave. <laughs> Those are two areas where you, you want, want, you want, want an Doogie old guy. Hauser. You don't no. want Doogie Hauser as your OB? No, I don't want anybody who's younger than me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oi. I love it. I love it. All right, Heather, more detail. And then, yes, go your plan. Run your plan out. But base your plan on facts, not wishes of someone who just loves to fly. Okay? Because there's something that uh, is about flying, about, you know, uh, as a friend of mine who's a pilot says, when you're landing, it's actually a controlled crash. And so um, he said, (laughs) there's something about that is just thrilling and fun and addictive. And people tend to ignore the economic realities of becoming a pilot and so you want to really get into that and actually know exactly talk to major airlines and say are you hiring and what's the come what, what's the rate coming in learn what that is what, what am i going to be entering at and then lay the flight school out to get the 1500 hours if that's actually what it is for the certification i'm not positive you are but i'm not and so get all that laid out exactly and then yeah I'll go do it I think you're. Uh, we're, we're endorsing the plan. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. want we want you to plan it in more detail, so it is an actual plan and not just a dream. Yeah. And I think you're close. You you got some of the stuff gathered, but I also think you haven't dug it all the way out yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you're willing to wait on your house for your husband to become a pilot, then that makes you a championship wife. Way That's to go! Right. That's cool. This is the Ramsey Show. James is with us in Miami. Hi, James. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, I've been following you guys for, for a year. appreciate everything you do. Um, I uh, want to find you. I feel kindred to, to how you guys uh, think about, about money and debt. Um, so I'm in a really good spot. I'm 37. Um, I have a net worth probably about 1.3, uh, two properties. Um, each of those properties does have a mortgage. One's at 200, one's at uh, 250, my primary house. The other one is rented at a pretty good profit. Um, I, my life circumstances have changed a, a, a bit. I had twins, um, you know, cool. and, and thinking about, uh, yeah, I've had a couple, a couple of blessings come into my life. Um, changes things. Life obviously had to stop working. Um, and, but right now I'm at a crossroads where I'm debating what to do, uh, I've seen all of the money we've printed and inflation and uh, definitely a little bit. I, I have money invested in the stock market. 
um, I'm pretty cash heavy at the moment and debating what to do with that cash. Do I, um, I have 3.75 rates on both my properties, um, and 25 on one and 20 years left on the other. No, no other debts, no credit card got rid of all my, paid off all my student loans, paid off all my cars, um, pay cash for pretty much everything. Now I put in solar, paid cash for that. Um, you know, what's the, what's the balance on the mortgages? Uh, 200 on the rental property that's cash flowing about 1200 a month. Um, and the, uh, that's after paying, paying the mortgage and all the, all that. And then, uh, 250,000 on the house that I live in. So how much cash you're sitting on? Uh, cash. So, um, outside my, my, like IRAs, IRAs are at about 450. My actual cash on hand is, uh, flush cash is about 80 with another 50 kind of just invested in the market. So I'm debating, do I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking there might be a dip. Do I, do I leave it there? I also have two $25,000. Um, Florida has a prepaid thing for, for student love for future student loans for your kids. So, um, I'm on a five-year plan with those. I could pay them off if I want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can pay off my property. I can start to put, I, I cash flow probably around, uh, 15, uh, a month. What, and what um, do you make really a year? Do. What's your personal income? Uh, about three fifty. Okay, James, you've done extremely well. Congratulations, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, what a beautiful you. job you've done. Um, Thank you. You know, the the only the only point that our discussion would have with you is not to help you, uh, not to help you become a millionaire. You already did that, okay, and not to help you do that. It might be just that, you know, I'm sitting here with the, the buildings I'm sitting in, for instance, are um, uh, uh, about six hundred million in value, roughly, okay. And uh, they're paid for. And so, uh, the, and that's just a portion of, I mean, that's the larger portion of our real estate portfolio, but I've got a bunch of other real estate. I love real estate. And of course, we I own Ramsey Solutions as well, which has a value and so on. So uh, I'm, I'm a few years ahead of you is all I'm saying. I'm not better. I'm just ahead of you. I'm older. Uh, gum near twice your age. And so uh, you've just done extremely well. So if I were if I were talking to you, um, and I don't really don't know exactly what you're asking, I I would probably just give you a couple things I would do, and that would just be fine tuning a, 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 a an engine that's already running really well. Okay, uh, this is not the the car's not about to blow up. You're not about to bankrupt. You're not doing anything stupid. You know you're doing a whole lot of smart things. So I have found, and, and you listen to us for ten minutes. You know this that the less debt I have, the more peace I have, and the better my cash flows are, and the lower my risk is. Thus, the peace is up. Less anxiety. So, you know, for instance, this building, uh, we have a pandemic hit. I've got 1,100 team members that are on payroll. I want to make that payroll. I don't have to pay myself the rent uh, because there's no you know, there's no mortgage on the stupid building. So I don't have any stress. So that's an extreme situation, but with more zeros on it, but it still, give, it still outlines the idea that first thing I would do if I were in your shoes is I'd start working towards getting my home paid off without cashing out any retirement to do it. Then the next thing I do is I pay that rental off. And Okay, so pay the, the house first, then the rental? Yes, yes. I want my personal residence where I sleep to have zero mortgage. There is more than just math and investing going on here. There's a spiritual element to this, a psychological and a relational element to this. Your wife will feel different. You will feel different when you lay your head on the pillow. You don't think you will, but when it is paid for, you will. Okay? 
So my one my one counter to that, and this is I guess the next point of, of information is I'm debating so my I bought my house back in twenty twelve, so I have it at a great interest rate and a great value. Um the the other thing is if I ever wanted to now that I have twins, which I have plenty of room, I have enough room, it's twenty one hundred square feet. Um, four bedrooms. So there's enough room, but when family comes to visit, my parents are getting older, our parents are getting older, people are coming to stay for longer than we maybe want. A paid off house will sell adding. as quick as a mortgaged house. I'm not thinking about paying it off. I'm thinking about expanding it. Okay. We'll pay it off with, expand it with cash. You make $350,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's happened is, is you hit a plateau and you quit uh, pinching every little nickel. And, and you relaxed a little bit, and it's gotten a little sloppy. Okay. It's what I'm seeing. I might be wrong, but I if I were you, I'd pay off your, your house. Goal. I think you've been working so, so hard, putting your head down and plowing forward to hit whatever the goal was. And yeah. you, you've gotten there, and now you just need another very clear goal to keep you motivated. Yeah. And the only other thing I would do is I wouldn't do Florida prepaid college. Yeah, that's garbage. Uh, I would just do mm. I would just do good mutual funds and a 529. Uh, a lot more flexibility, a lot more options to do for college, and you can make a much better rate of return than prepaid college. Anytime you prepay something, James, your rate of return is the inflation rate of the item. Tuition inflation rate's been about 8% for the past two decades, and so you're making about 8% on your money. You could, make, you could do better than that in a good mutual fund, and, and you'd have more flexibility. So I would move the prepaid stuff into a 529. Again, a minor tune-up, paying off your house, minor tune-up, and paying off the mortgage on the rental minor tune-up somewhere in there cash flowing the expansion if you want to expand or change that house that you're living in any of that's okay but uh you keep going back to the mortgage interest rate i don't give a crap what your mortgage interest rate is mine's zero you can't beat my rate and you can't beat the cash flow i've got on our properties they flow they cash flow like a bandit and i don't i don't think about my home at all Mm -hmm. it doesn't come up in my financial brain it doesn't even it doesn't it's just it's just a really calm safe place to go sleep yeah you know and, and it just changes everything and i bet because i've been debt free on the house for so long that it just my, my spirit doesn't even connect to that i can't mm-hmm. i can't imagine how i would you know how, how i would sleep if i had a mortgage yeah i could see that I could now because i've been doing it for so long mm-hmm. so that that's all we would do james but again you're 97 percent on board of what we would do those are just a few tune-up things, and way to go, hero. I mean, you killed it, 37-year-old millionaire. Man, excellent. Well mm-hmm. done, well done. Mm-hmm. And, and did it from nothing, starting from nothing. Didn't inherit mm-hmm. it. It's not a, not, a, um, not a rock star, not an actor, not, not, yeah. a, not an NFL star, not yeah. to our knowledge anyway. And if he plans on buying more real estate, obviously, cash for that. Yeah, pay cash after you get the other stuff paid off. And you could build a really large portfolio. 10, 15 years from now of real estate if you fooled around with this and have it all paid for in the process and pay cash for it as you go. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't, you know, once you clear these two properties. So but that's what we would do. You do whatever you want. Uh, you're, you're, you're obviously not a dumb guy. So well done. Well done, hero. Proud of you. That's very cool. Those guys are everywhere. Mm-hmm. People that have done smart stuff with money. In, in, a, in a culture where we most people spend, spend like they're in Congress. Oh, yeah. That's normal. Go into debt. By the way. Don't miss $350,000 income, $1.7 million net worth. Yeah, 37 years old. 2,200 square foot house. Yeah. Don't miss that. 
He's living below his means. That that he not eighty three hundred, twenty two hundred. Living on less than he makes. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Psalms 145, 8, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Thomas Jefferson said, if angry, count to 10 before you speak. If very angry, count to 100. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, Tyler is in Michigan. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure, what's up? So my wife and I, we came to the realization and knowledge that, hey, we don't want to be in debt anymore. Um, And we have an obstacle that's kind of in our way, hindering um, our get out of debt plan. So every three months, we have um, to save up for a a custody exchange where we have to travel two states away. uh, And that's about four to $500. So how do we navigate that in saving up our emergency fund as well as paying off our debt? I think it's just something that you're planning for monthly throughout your budget. Yeah, if you had a if you had a five hundred dollar electric bill, it'd be the same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So how would you do that? Well, you're going to manage your budget, meaning we're going to cut expenses uh, all over the place, and we're going to do anything we can to get our income up, extra jobs and overtime, and or new careers. So, what's your household income? Uh, last year we made um, sixty eight thousand dollars. Okay. All right. And how much debt do you guys have? Uh, together between cars, credit cards, and personal loans, we're at forty-two thousand. Mm-hmm. And how much of that's car? Uh, Thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. One car? Uh, two cars. Okay. I mean, one car that's thirty thousand. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, between the two, sorry, that's that's both up. That's okay. Five thousand between two cars. So yeah, it's combined. It's thirty thousand, and and is the breakdown of that is what. So one car is twelve nine, and the other one is uh, eleven. Okay, about half and half then. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, if I'm you, I'm just plugging these numbers. I'm guessing this is you driving to another state. So this is gas, food. Are you staying overnight one night? What is it? Uh, my wife and I, we turn and burn. Uh, we try to cut expenses as much as possible. Like we'll pack sandwiches and stuff. But yeah, mostly food. We'll stay at a relative's house if we need to. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Mostly gas. Okay. And, car maintenance. and, and uh, whose children are these? Yours or your wife? Uh, my wife. Your wife's children. Okay. And how old are they? Uh, oldest is 10. Youngest is 3. Okay. All right. Well, um, so here's the only hope I can give you on this. That, that we're, Here's the light at the end of the tunnel. If you'll continue to work extra, tighten your budget, clear these debts, if you had a larger income and no debt, this would be much less of an issue. Mm. Obviously, no kidding, right? But, um, yeah. but you know, the point is, is that if you'll work for a couple of years here and get these debts cleaned up, and in the process of that, review your careers and say where are we going with our careers, and you get your income up, which most people do throughout their life. That's a fairly standard living process, right? But uh, yeah. let's pretend two years from now you've got a household income of 80 and no payments but a house payment. All of a sudden, this is a different discussion, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's really not what's killing you. It's all the other stuff yeah. that's killing you is my point. It, yeah, it is, it's, it's highlighted because it's an emotional thing that you're doing. 
and it's draining to drive mm-hmm. two states over. Yeah. Yeah, we have a plan to use our um, income tax this year to go right towards crushing uh, a lot of the high interest debts and the smaller debts. Great. Have you changed your Have you changed your withholding so you don't get a refund anymore? I uh, have not done that. You're expected to get a refund. Yeah. I would change that because having that money in your monthly cash flow every month is going to be of way more value to you. Yeah. Especially okay. with this situation. Yes. A going refund on. just means too much is coming out of your check, in other words. Okay. That's not something we knew about. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your refund typically? Um, right now it's close to eight. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we're talking about 700 bucks a month. Yeah. That's pretty substantial. That no, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 700. It's 700 well, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah. That that would clean up a lot of stuff right there. So, yeah, let's look at changing your withholding. If that's been your refund every year, bring home that 700 And as Jade said, you'll still get the eight from from 23 when you file your taxes in 24. Mm-hmm. But go ahead in 24 and set it up where you don't get a refund next year. Instead, you get the money now. Because all it is is an interest-free loan to Washington, D.C., and then they give it back to you and act like they did you a favor. Yeah, so yeah. very cool. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see some progress here. Hang on, I'm gonna have Austin send you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover, and a copy of Jade's new book, Money's Not a Math Problem. You guys read through both of those and see if it doesn't help you get some traction on these things. Mm-hmm. Christine like is in El Paso, Texas. Hi, Christine. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Thank you for taking my call. I'm calling because I'm 53, so I'm late to your method. Um, The question is, after I finish um, and get to the investment stage, um, at my at the point in my age, can I should I be investing more than 15% into investments? Do you have a house payment still? I do. Yes. Yeah. No, you should put 15% because we need to get you at retirement with an nest egg and a paid for house. Okay, so first I will pay off the house, or pour all the extra money into that. And no, baby step four, okay, you're debt-free except the house. You have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. Then okay. we do baby steps four, five, and six at the same time. Four is 15% of your income going into retirement. Five is kids' college, if that even applies in this situation. Six is we throw extra money at the house and try to get the house paid off. Typically, people will pay off their homes in somewhere around seven to ten years from the time they start. Okay. Which would so put you at a paid-for house at retirement. Gotcha. What's your household? Okay. What's your income? My income one fifteen. Great. That's Are you good. single? Yes, I am. Yeah. So if you'll drop into an investment calculator, sit down with an investment count, uh, with a SmartVestor Pro, you're going to find $20,000 a month, a year going into uh, good mutual funds for 15 years is going to give you a really nice nest egg. Okay. I am starting very late. So that was my huge yeah. concern is that I will never. I want you to, to do retire. it because you are starting late. But if you do it, if you put 15% of 115000 20000 bucks a year into good growth stock mutual funds in your 401k and Roth IRAs, and you do that for 15 years, you're going to have substantial money. And you're oh, probably going to be doing, think about that, what Dave said, you're probably going to get to that sooner. Like, for instance, if you pay off your house in the next seven years, it won't just be 15%. It'll be more because after you pay the house off, you'll be adding more. Yeah, you can load more and more and more in then. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, 10 years, in 10 years, you're 67. Yeah. So we want the house paid for. Absolutely. Because w- what we find, Christine, is a paid for home 
and a nest egg are the two essential things to stabilizing your golden years. If you retire with a paid for home and no money, that's not stable. If you, with a paid, with a pile of money and not a, and a big old mortgage, right. that's not stable. Mm-hmm. So what we want is we want that, that, that largest line item in your budget, which is housing. We want that to drop way down and be extremely stable mm-hmm. and peace around the subject of it being your, your, you know, you know, your house is yours. And uh, then we just put as much as we can put in those old retirement accounts to see where we can get there. I mean, when you have zero payments, suddenly what you need to live on monthly is a lot lower. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true. But I mean, if you work like to 70, in mm-hmm. your case, Christine, um, I'm going to, I'm trying to do this in my head, but you're going to have about $600,000. I like it. Plus a paid for house. If you pay off your house by in ten years, mm-hmm. and um, and you work till seventy three more years, you're going to have six hundred thousand dollars in nest egg. If you'll sit down with a good smart investor pro, put them into good mutual funds, you know, pick good funds, and always do it. Don't ever stop. And then every extra dollar, let's let's figure out what the house balance is and what do we got to do to get it mm-hmm. paid off. Yeah. And the faster we get it paid off, then you can do what Jade said, and that's jump in there and throw extra above yeah. the fifteen percent in that nest egg. And then we can start talking about cranking back uh, the cranking back the retirement date uh, from 70 to 68 to whatever at that point. So you'll be okay, Christine. You got this. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus.